0: Ten, nine, eight,
1: seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Live from Spain, this is the drive home with Harry Waters.
0: Hello and welcome, everybody. Uh, we already have our guest sitting here waiting. I'll introduce her very, very shortly. First of all, a quick apology. I seem to enter just a moment ago in tomorrow's Drive Home show, which was, uh, which was interesting. When I looked at the top, I said, my name isn't Tom Hopkins-Burke. Hang on a minute. I think I must have clicked on the wrong link. Um, but anyway, I am here now, and anybody who's listening, please do feel free to call in, join in, and say hello. I have a wonderful guest with me today, um, somebody who it feels like I know her, I've actually never met, I've never even spoken to her in my entire life. Yet, I know she lives in Madrid. Um, I know she's an amazing teacher. And I know she's got a teacher training course coming out very soon. But that's enough of a teaser there from me. I'm going to hand over to my guest herself so she can introduce herself properly. Hello there.
2: Hello there, Harry. Can you hear me okay?
0: Loud and clear.
2: Yippee. Yeah, I'm not the best with technology, but I've managed it. Um, yet another reason to talk about confidence. <laughs> you just need to try things and get get on with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Francesca and I uh, my company is called Fraser English um, and I'm in Madrid and I've been here 13 years, one of those jobs where, you know, I thought I would come for a few months and oops. I'm still here all this time later. So, yeah, that's me.
0: My wife was actually up in Madrid just the other day um, yeah. taking pictures. And she said, because we live here in Seville, down in the south of Spain, Um, mm-hmm. for those listeners who aren't 100% aware of Spanish geography, um, where it's still obscenely hot. You know, it's 32, 33 yeah. degrees here at the moment. So um it's still really not very nice. So my wife went up to Madrid thinking oh, this is going to be wonderful. It's going to be chilly. Uh, she was wrong, apparently. It's not particularly chilly <laughs> at the moment.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, um, it's still nice, um, but I wouldn't say we've not got those horribly high temperatures that you're talking about. But
0: No, um, it, it does come to a point, now. I think, with um, with our weather in Spain. I mean, I know that Mal, um, who's in, in listening now, she's moving to Valencia soon, which I think of the three of us, she has chosen the finest climate of all. Yes. Um, it's absolutely beautiful there but it does come to this kind of time now when it's you know mid to late October start of November and you know people from back in the UK start saying to me um, oh I'm so jealous of your weather oh I'm so jealous because you know in the UK it's (laughs) 10 11 degrees and here you know I'm walking around in shorts and and flip-flops but uh, Mm. yeah so anyway enough about the weather. We're not here to talk about weather, are we? Mm -hmm. Um, We're here to talk about confidence and communication.
2: Absolutely. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but um, I just think confidence is such an important thing in language learning, you know? And I sort of... I guess I've always known this, but, I, you know, in the past few years, I've just been thinking more and more about it. Um, And I don't know if you would agree that maybe the most successful students are the ones that just give it a go and can feel confident about their um, skills and not not necessarily the ones that get everything right, you know. I, I don't know if you would agree with me.
0: I I have to say I do 100% agree with you that, you know, with, in my experience as an examiner as well and as a teacher – um, it's always the confident ones that do better, and it's, it's well, not maybe not so much the confident ones, but the ones who aren't terrified of making mistakes.
2: That's it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, you know, they, I think they can fall into two kind of camps: um, the sort of the very confident one, but is full of mistakes. That so, you know, that isn't good either. But um, yeah, it's a real shame for the ones that just won't. Give it a go. Um, so I think that's really what's led me to where I am now, which is trying to create a course around around that idea of confidence and communication and how we just need to keep challenging ourselves to to improve in in anything. Um, I mean I'm I'm nervous here today. It's the first time I've been on on live radio, oh my goodness. But by you know getting out of my comfort zone um, and just trying it, I'm sure I'll feel great afterwards that, oh, I did it, like, and it wasn't too bad, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the idea of sort of regular achievable challenges, um, I think, is, is just so important. And I think it kind of leads in, or s- sorry, kind of stems back to also the movement of demand high in language teaching, where we, yeah. we should push students a little bit more, and I don't think that comes very natural to me. Like I'm, I want just, I want them to enjoy the class. I want us to have fun. But I, you know, I think I've only grown when I've kind of been pushed. Um, I was recently asked to give give a sort of half hour talk on Facebook. About about language learning, and I was terrified before, really, really terrified. Um, but I just made myself do it, and then you know, I, and I feel like that's that's the kind of idea, like regular challenges, um, and so that they know they can do it.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and go, um, going back to the the point I made before, the that we were talking about, the confident students tend to do better. Um, I think you're right as well that there, there are confidence units that are full of mistakes, and those it's that overconfidence that maybe yeah. doesn't doesn't lend particularly well to to language um well, to anything to be honest yeah. um overconfidence <laughs> is never really a good yeah. thing I, I know that I have in the past fallen to to being perhaps a little maybe thinking I was more prepared than i was um, so yeah i I guess that's a form of overconfidence and and going into something thinking, you know what, I'm ready for this, I'm ready. And I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually at the end of it, you know, you come out of it with, I think for me, looking for the positives within that experience. So whether, whether you weren't ready or whether you were ready, but at the end of it, when you look back and think, okay, I did learn that from it. And whether it's a good or a bad experience, Using that experience to grow, I think, is exactly. absolutely You're pushing key.
2: Pushing yourself forward um, every time, you know. <laughs> we all learn from absolute failures mm. as well. Um, so yeah, and I don't. I'm sorry, Harry, but I'm not sure um, where you've taught uh, in your career. But I, I feel it's quite indicative of uh, of Spanish learners that they kind of lack this confidence, maybe because of a certain age, perhaps, but they have, they didn't, they weren't encouraged particularly to speak a lot at school. And so now they think they're terrible when they're, a lot of my students have a very high level, but they just really lack the confidence that you would imagine goes along with
0: it. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And it is something, I mean, it is in a lot of other countries as well, don't get me wrong, but here in Spain, I think... A lot of it stems from you know when they're at school the mm-hmm. and still even now the the they taught at school to learn the grammar first and then maybe learn some vocabulary and then they have their irregular verbs exam mm-hmm. every single year like, every year until like mm-hmm. I had students who were c1 c two level doing an irregular verbs exam and I'm just thinking what benefit mm-hmm. does this have to you like this has absolutely no benefit to you and yeah. and then you know they're kind of the the speaking side of things is just it's put to one side you know it's let's get through the course book let's do this i want to do an exam so i need to learn how to speak in yeah. an exam yeah. and then you get to that situation where it's like but you know so you'll get a, a student come into your advanced class and mm. and they can't speak
2: yeah incredible and
0: you're like how have you passed this this and this exam without speaking it's yeah. like you well you know i'm a, i don't want to make a mistake and it's so that now I'm, I might get on a bit of a rant about the Spanish education system here <laughs> so I apologize in advance but it just it sucks all of the creativity out of everything right out of yeah. absolutely everything I mean I was I was looking at my daughter's timetable today now now my daughter's eight and she's a, a very responsible student so you know she always right. does her homework she packs her own bag you know she doesn't forget to do her homework so today I was like, so what have you got at school today and I looked closely at her timetable and she had an hour and a half of language followed by half an hour of art. Now, each of her classes is an hour long block. Uh So what they've done with the art class is they've cut it in half Giving them half an hour to draw and then an extra half an hour to the language class. I'm thinking, which eight year old student needs six (laughs) hours a week of language? Six hours a week. They have an hour a day and on two days they have an hour and a half. And they're just sucking all of the creativity out of them. And when you take away creativity, you take away the ability and the desire to express. And when you're learning a language, you need to express.
2: Yeah, why not do the art in English? Or let's talk about it in English a little bit at least. Um, you could find yeah.
0: it too there, absolutely. Or, or even do your art in Spanish, but actually do some art and do something creative and something open and not just, here's a textbook, you need to learn from this textbook and then soon you can vomit this textbook out again. And if you vomit it just right, you <laughs> might get a five and you'll be able to pass to the next level. Yeah. Um, I, and that-
2: I, I was good at that. At school, I did well at school. I was good at vomiting, <laughs> whatever they wanted me to vomit.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think it's you know we talk about um, 21st century skills, and critical thinking is is one of those. You know, there's you know collaboration and so on and so forth. But critical thinking is not something Spanish kids know how to do. It's not something they're taught how to do. And you know, kids need to kids teach teenagers. Adults need to be able to think for themselves. They need to be able to think critically if they're going to gain that confidence in speaking in, even in their own language first, you know, Mm -hmm. they they don't even have drama at school. (laughs) How can you not have drama? Like it's, (laughs) it's a fundamental part of discovering who you are. It's this discovering how to speak in public. Mm -hmm. They have, and and the music, they haven't done music yet this year. They've got it in their timetable, but they haven't done Mm -hmm. it yet. So Here in Spain, I think, you know, the confidence is beaten out of them from a very young age as soon as they kind of go to school. It's like, ah, you're in school. Let's destroy all your confidence with uh, (laughs) as many exams as possible.
2: Uh, Well, I don't have kids myself, so I I can't comment on that. And I'm I'm sorry if that is the case, because I, I... get the impression that the bilingual system which is has been running for years here in madrid is really getting better and better year in year obviously it's not perfect yet but you know um you know maybe that's equipping younger and younger students with more and more English, and I would hope that they come out a bit more confident, Um, but the, the adult students that I'm dealing with now haven't been through that system, so yeah, like you say, they're sort of lacking the confidence, and I, I taught in Scotland for many years, so um, lots of my students were were immigrants or, or, you know, Spanish students um, over for a year. And, you know, they, they absolutely had to speak English just to go to the supermarket. You know, it was an absolute necessity for their lives. So that I I think, there, I'm sure, you know, there was confidence issues with all of them, I'm sure. But, like, the necessity of their day-to-day life kind of pushed that aside and they just had to get on and do it. Whereas I think when you're not in an English-speaking country, there's no there's no kind of external push unless, you know, on Monday you've got a job interview or something like that. Um, so uh, I think what I'd like to emulate is kind of the urgency of living somewhere like that. Like, okay, let, let's do these challenges that you would have to do if you were living in Glasgow this week, for example. Um, and I, 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 lo- I love that Spanish. idea. Like, you know, it's only through trial and error and lots of mistakes at the chemist and, you know, various things that, you know, we've learned our Spanish and, uh, you know, I get better. Well, I hope I get better every day because I'm doing more and more things in Spanish.
0: 100%. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up on a couple of things you said there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the Spanish in a while. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that that urgency factor and that you know we need to do it. This is something that I've I've noticed with um, academies, and they talk about mm-hmm. immersion.
3: Yeah.
0: you know, and you go in there and you you immerse yourself. You're now in an English speaking place, and you know you walk in there and they've got their their Union Jacks on the wall, and they've <laughs> got their you know they've got the the telephone boxes, and you know you walk into this kind of novelty gift shop england style <laughs> place you know it's for this england, total North immersion North as yeah as exactly exactly yeah it's <laughs> it's you know you've walked into this you know it, like it's it's not one of those shops you find in london where you can just buy all of these different you know this is you are in england kind of experience but then it like try they try to extend it to the classroom and a lot of academy owners say you know well you can't use uh, spanish you can't do it you mm-hmm. can't help them out in spanish at all it's not it's, it's not good. They need to be immersed totally in English. It's like, well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I no. think they need to understand that, mm-hmm. you know, f- for me, I've been living here for a little less than you know. I've been living here for 11 years. Now, mm-hmm. if I have a learner come up to me and ask if I can speak Spanish, if I said no, mm-hmm. I'd. I would leave that class straight away if my teacher had been in the country for eleven years, <laughs> was saying, yeah. You need to learn this language but haven't bothered to learn the language themselves. So yeah. okay. I think that kind of aspect now moving on to the, the thing you said about Spanish, I think that aspect of it is really, really important um as a as a as a teacher myself. The, the having learned Spanish. Um, I didn't yeah. do it the way they're learning English. I didn't do it by going into a classroom. I mm. had the fortune of being in another country um, mm. and, you know, wanting to not be an ignorant foreigner, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I think that was the, the main push there. Um, I know mm. my first few months here, I, I felt terrible. And I had that kind of that embarrassment of of making yeah. mistakes, that shame of... Mm-hmm. You know, but it wasn't to speak in front of Spanish people I didn't feel embarrassed speaking Spanish to Spanish people I felt embarrassed speaking Spanish when there were other English speakers who were better at Spanish than me in yeah. the room that for me was where I like lost my, my confidence but in the end it was just a, a case of you know what I'm not going to learn anything if I don't try
3: mm-hmm.
0: so I, I kept trying and now I'm all right at Spanish.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I couldn't say much more than that either. Like, I'm all right in Spanish. um, and um, But I think, yeah, that idea of shame, and I, I remember years ago, I wish I could remember where I read it, but there's this idea of reduced personality in your second language um, because we're fully ourselves in our mother tongue, I guess, and, and just to not be able to express that... We, you know, express your opinions, express how funny you are, express how political you are. You know, if, if you've not really mastered the language and it takes a hell of a long time to do so, then um, you do feel you're not quite yourself in that second language. Um, so I think part of our job as teachers is to try and bring bring the real selves out of our students um, and by helping them just get through these sort of confidence crises, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I know what you mean about not feeling like yourself. Um, Quite often I'll try and I'll make a joke with my sense of humour, but (laughs) in Spanish, and my wife will just look at me like, you can't say that. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. It was, you know, maybe... um, you know, I don't know, I d maybe maybe i would translated it wrong or I'd got the tone wrong. It's like, Okay, can't say that one. And the other day I was I was speaking to somebody, um and I was saying thank you to them for, for well uh, my my daughter was at karate and they, they brought them back for me and I said, you know, basically I said, Thanks very much. I said, Eres un sol and uh-huh. and my wife was like, That's a bit flirty, isn't it? And I was like
4: All right.
0: I was like, Is it? I was like, I don't know. Um I was I thought I was just saying you're a really nice, nice person yes. yeah she's um, like yeah maybe not and I was like okay well I'll keep that in mind for the future um, to make well, sure
2: I'm, I'm single so I'll remember that phrase myself
0: yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't think it was I, I don't know if maybe it was just the I don't think it generally is but I don't know if maybe, maybe in that,
2: that...
0: <laughs> yeah the way I said it the situation perhaps Intonation I don't know is
2: important.
0: Too. <laughs> exactly Exactly. very much is Absolutely. Um, and yeah finding that that kind of losing yourself as well the the thing you mentioned about being the political side of things and just not being able to find the words or mm. or find the the discussion really really annoying um and today I had one when I went into the to the hardware store or the ferreteria as it's called here yep. I remember when I first got here looking across at that thinking They've got a shop that sells ferret's. That's really cool. Um, but obviously not it's it's the a, a hardware store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. It's not they're not so popular here anymore. No. <laughs> um so yeah, I I went there today and I I wanted electrical tape. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what it was. So I tried to, you know, I said I said it, like tape, fixo mm-hmm. um uh, electrical and the guy just looked at me like I was some kind of weirdo and he's like <laughs> I was like you know for cables when they're broken he was like ah cinta no sé qué no sé I was like, ah, okay, yeah it's cinta but, so yeah those those moments uh but, but they're learning su- moments
2: but you survived and I think that's I mean I think you know we're both of us are have no problem talking to people you know, and uh, think it's different for extroverts introverts etc but um you i i enjoy sharing these like disastrous moments with my students you know it's like they know i live here they know my spanish isn't perfect and i think it, it reassures them that you know we're making mistakes every day as well and and that's just part of language learning like i think one of the unfortunate things about language learning is you're never going to know it all uh, language is infinite absolutely infinite you and me are still learning um all sorts of words in english i'm sure um and so if you're the type of student that's maybe a bit perfectionist or you think like there's some magical end goal or some magical level where you will be you know um hundred percent perfect that's it's just you're studying the wrong thing it's not a finite um subject Um, so I I think it does lend itself to that insecurity Um, some of the best teachers I know maybe um non-native teachers but they they worry about all the words that they don't know rather than the colossal amount of words they've already learned um, yeah. and I think at these higher levels which is where, I'm trying to focus my course um, it's it's really about like okay what language do you need you know like so you need to go to the ferreteria and you need to buy stuff for your house um, uh, but if you're not interested in football well you don't need to learn the language of football and um, if you're not giving presentations at work you don't need to learn how to give presentations so it's all about drilling down into the depths of what each individual student needs for their life and their interests um, etc so that's really nice as well because we can get really personalized um, uh, lessons and yeah it's just really we have a good job don't we
0: (laughs) we really do and i think that's that's something i've spoken about a bit with um, a friend of mine um, who was on one of the shows oh a long time ago now jesse um he works with with business english learners who mm-hmm. who are at a higher level mm-hmm. um and he he talks about his method where it is that you know look for what you want, look for mm-hmm. what you need and then and then learn it like you know don't don't go out there and learn things that you' you don't need you know if you don't like you say if you're if you work for a lawyer company firm mm-hmm. as we call them in english a firm mm-hmm. sorry there good good Englishing there, Harry. Uh, yeah, if you were if you work for a lawyer firm, then you don't need to learn you know biological science words. You know you don't need to learn all of that stuff. That's you know maybe it's in a business English textbook or something like that that you think oh well I have to I have to know this that and the other, but you, you really don't. You really yeah. don't need to know all of these different aspects yeah. of English. They're not essential to you.
2: And going back to what you said about the irregular verbs test however whatever format that takes i'm sure they're asked to um learn some really infrequent improbable you know past participles that we never use um rather than actually well what is the core english that that we need like high frequency phrasal verbs that you know you will you will encounter all the time particularly with native speakers um so yeah it's this kind of curated approach i guess to to language learning and and guiding students as well um yeah yeah i think that that should be important
0: it's quite funny you mentioned that about the um the irregular verbs test because i i do remember when i was teaching in in a school and the high level the higher level ones um and i i I remember a few of them and they were really (laughs) silly ones like a light yes it's like yeah. you only need to know a light when you're on the underground in London. That is literally <laughs> the only time you'll hear it, and you'll only hear it in Green Park when you have to a light here for Buckingham Palace or <laughs> or wherever it is. I, yeah. I was just thinking, you know that that is not necessary. That is not necessary. What was there was another one. I think Forsake was one of them as well.
2: My goodness.
0: I was just thinking. I I I don't I don't know what that is. I know it's Forsaken, but what's the Yep. for sook I don't know the other one I've got no I've got literally no idea I've got, mm-hmm. I know forsaken but you know um I don't know other ones like that yeah um what were some of the other oh I'm trying to remember I can't remember for the life oh, of me a,
2: especially at that high level there's some of yeah the other stuff oh undergo
0: learned. that was sorry. one was sorry Un- undergo Right. I I don't think you're ever going to need to know undergo (laughs) unless you're going down if you're going for surgery. Sorry, so, I interrupted you. I don't you. think your
2: English is, you know, top of, you know high importance at high importance. Yeah, exactly. Point. I have to
0: undergo surgery next yes. week. Yes, I, yeah, of course. I think
2: you'll find it's the past yeah. <laughs> are
0: You um, underwent surgery, did you? Ah, okay.
2: Who knows, who knows absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the course books are really um, copying onto this nowadays and they use kind of corpus, you know, data so that they're not actually... Um, teaching some weird and wonderful phrases. Um, although I do remember that I learned the verb, maybe you know this, you live near the sea, to shuck an oyster. Ah, um, uh, yeah. I didn't know that word until I taught it in some upper intermediate <laughs> book. <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> that sounds weird." Um, I I don't think my students really needed that word, but no, um, it's not
0: except Not really essential because usually to, get
2: to forty without it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you usually buy your your oysters pre well when you're eating them in a restaurant. They're usually pre so. shucked, so. <laughs> I don't know if it's a regular verb or not, very I'm afraid. good
2: uh, word formation uh, there,
0: yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, that's, that um, was that was on my advanced exam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just talking about these. Um, I, I recently uh, rewatched. um I think it was Scrivener doing his demand high chat um, at an IH conference a few years ago. And he talks about, like, the doable demand at the level of the student um, and language upgrade and and things like that. Um, So I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Also, I did – I think think you may have commented on it uh, on social media somewhere. I did a 30-day WhatsApp challenge with a lower level.
3: Uh, Ah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, and they – so they were kind of B1, but very beginning of B1. And I only had them twice a week. Um, and I actually didn't see their faces due to some problems with the platform, online platform, of course. They didn't come to class with Amazon, <laughs> although that's an interesting concept. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't actually see their Faces, but you know, you still get a rapport going, and I, they could see my animated face in the small, small window. But I just thought, at that level, only two hours a week, and saying that you really want to improve, but you don't have time. I don't know. I just felt like, well, it's one or the other. So I thought we would try. It was just an experiment, and we did this kind of WhatsApp. Well, we had the WhatsApp group going anyway. And I just said, right, every day we're going to do something in English uh, every day of the week. And I just sent them a challenge in the morning, and they would respond. Um, and it was anything from just send me a photo and tell me tell me who's in it, or send me a voice message. A lot of them really were terrified to do that, but it's something we do all the time, you know, in our own languages. Um, Or call a UK number, get some information, just to try a little bit and emulate that, as you said, immersion feeling um, of being in in Scotland or or the UK. Um, And it it worked out quite well. Um, Yeah, some challenges work better than others, but I'll I'll definitely repeat it. Um, It's a nice little thing to do.
0: I really do like the idea of that, and um, we're just coming up to the half an hour mark, at which point I'm going to I'm going to pop away for the news. Um, so we'll come back very shortly with the news and uh, got some um, some sponsorship sounds as well. Um, so we'll be popping up for the news now. When we come back, we'll continue. We'll talk a bit about your course. Remember, everybody, everybody listening, feel free to to send in a message or, or give us a call if you'd like to share your thoughts. And don't forget to give us a little like with the little love heart button there. But we'll be back in about five minutes after words from other people.
1: (laughs) This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Megan Goods.
4: This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools have faced warnings this week from data privacy watchdogs following the rollout of facial recognition technology in canteens. The systems were initially installed to be more COVID safe, allowing students to make contactless payments. A spokesman for the schools implementing the new technology said the software makes payments faster and over 97% of school communities had given their consent for it to be used. However, a spokeswoman for children's digital rights group Defend Digital Me argued that biometrics should never be used for children in educational settings. No ifs, no buts. It's not necessary, just ban it. The focus group recommended that the least invasive option always be used where young people are concerned. Three schools across Buckinghamshire have been targeted this week by anti-vaccination campaigners. The protest groups targeted the schools with loudspeakers, flyers, and QR codes, which students were encouraged to scan to listen to a song warning them about the alleged dangers of the vaccine. Police were forced to attend one of the scenes to disband protesters. The county remains on red alert for potential anti-vaccine protests at their schools and have had to issue guidance to staff at schools on how to handle demonstrators. That was your latest Teacher's Talk Radio News.
1: Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Do you struggle with people-pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you very much um, for sticking with us there. Um, Oh, Yvonne has said something there. Confidence is so important in language learning and friendly, helpful and patient teachers like Francesca help students feel more confident uh, giving speaking a go. Couldn't agree more there, um, Yvonne.
2: Yvonne's my friend from Scotland, I have to confess. <laughs> but, uh, it's great to see her here. She's a great teacher. Uh, she has a background in teaching herself. Um, so thank you for your kind words, Yvonne.
0: There you go. But it's also true, she Yay! says. Um, <laughs> of Correct course it's true. <laughs> it is true. Um, now, I I know like, from, from my teaching um, that for me... One of the first, the most important things is that, you know, students are enjoying themselves. Um, I think that really helps build their confidence. You know, if they're in the classroom, if they're confident, if they're comfortable, then they're therefore going to be more confident as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of that stems from the way teachers um, perceive their relationship with students, perhaps. Now, I remember many many years ago um being told you know you're there to teach them you're not there to be their friend Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I just thought that's a bit rubbish like I I don't you know I don't want to go out for beers with them they're only seven and I don't drink (laughs) but (laughs) um but no but in all seriousness I don't you know I don't want to hang out with all of my students all the time outside of class here there and wherever but I do Mm -hmm. want To like them and I do want them to like me because if they don't like me then they're not going to want to come to class if they don't want to come to class when they do come to class they're going to resent it and they're not going to enjoy it they're not going to want to speak and like you know it has that whole um effect of of like the just gathering momentum of getting worse and worse and worse and everything the snowball effect there you go finally the word came <laughs> to my head there I was like something that's gathering momentum of getting worse <laughs> oh that was it a snowball good job Harry difficult <laughs> word to remember that one yeah, um yeah. but yeah I think that it, it really does stem from the rapport that you have with your students to to build that yeah. confidence what do you think
2: uh-huh I I, I sort of I, I, you know, you and me, we, we love professional development. We enjoy attending conferences. We, you know, read a lot and we try and learn and try to be better teachers. But sometimes I feel like really the fundamental thing that students are after is, yeah, a safe space to learn, um, some fluency practice, um, obviously a professional teacher. But I think, I think yeah, that they like their teacher for possibly reasons they can't define, but that, yeah, they have this space where they can say if they don't understand um, and they can ask the questions they want to ask. And, yeah, as you say, if there's not that rapport and friendliness, possibly not best friends, of course, but friendliness and approachability, then they're they're not going to feel like that. Um, so I think I you know, I enjoy all the new theories and new activities and I, I do try to sort of improve every day as a teacher, but I think fundamentally <laughs> just make make students feel at ease in your class so that they can reach their goals, tell you their goals and then reach them together.
0: Exactly that. The like you say, I am a, a big C P D fan. Um, I do love developing myself I do love developing you know I love I love reading I love webinars I love training sessions I I love all of that but I think as you said the the fundamentals of me as a teacher Mm -hmm. haven't changed since Mm -hmm. my first class in a CELTA classroom you know the way I went in there you know open to for me to learn as well as them to learn you know And, and having that approachability that You know, you talk about confidence and connections. Now, trying to make those connections with the students Mm -hmm. uh, are so, so important to me. Um, And, you know, to build students' confidence, you have to have those connections. You know, there's no good going into a classroom, you know, mid-October and and still not knowing somebody's name, for Mm -hmm. example. You know, I know it sounds like a stupid thing, but, you know, learning a student's name in a a very, very... It's so important to them. It's so important to... Uh, to you as well because mm. you know you, people get into that thing of oh I'm really bad with faces mm-hmm. I I just I just can't remember people's names it's like yeah but they're your students um yeah. you don't <laughs> it's they, part of there's your job. Yeah. it's part of your job there's not a whole lot that, I know it can be difficult some people struggle a lot more with with remembering yeah. names and stuff but there are ways to to kind of remember make a seating chart for example and then the second class you go in you tell people where to sit and then you can see who it is yeah you know Um,
2: and I think like I mean online teaching has been great for that and oh it's so good there's there's your name right there um and I love your activity that you were teaching and zooming around about where where they change their names to um you know to reflect the language aim of the class, that's a really good activity. Um, we've got that space to do that. But yeah, it's so fundamental. And um, I I teach in Madrid, but in the summer I also teach at Glasgow University at one of their uh, at their pre-sessional courses. And my students are absolutely almost entirely um all of them Chinese, and that was a struggle for me. I do, I don't uh, I don't speak. Mandarin and those the pronunciation was was difficult, but I, I just felt it was so important to at least have a really good try at saying their names and not just oh it's okay teacher just call me Harry or whatever um I I'd much rather call you by your real name if, if that's what you identify uh, as um and. Okay, it might take me a week, but I'm I'm gonna try my best, and I'm sure I got made a mess of a lot of their names, but I just, yeah, your name's such a fundamental part of your identity, and so I think.
0: I'm, I'm sure, sure you, name. yeah, I'm sure you weren't confident going oh, into that moment know. as well. There you you went in there thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I I lived in I lived in China for a year, and ah. it was my it was my second position as a teacher, and. Right. And it was there. So I worked in schools, but also in an academy. And in the mm. academy, they, you know, all of the people who worked there, they were like, my name's Gary. This is Nina. And I was like, is that really your name, Gary? Mm. Because, I'd, you know, it might your name might be Gary, which is absolutely fine. But mm. what's your name? And he's like, oh, it's okay. All of the foreign teachers call me Gary. It's like, yeah, but what do you want to be called? Like, yeah. tell me your name. And And I had that in classes as well. But it has that kind of double-edged uh, s- uh, sword here that you know you could maybe go into an English class and they want to have that they want to change their whole personality yeah, they want to have that kind of English name, yeah. um, which is fine. But again, it's how they want to be, you know, how yeah. they identify, how they want to be addressed. Um, yeah. I did I'm have a lot from of
2: name and not from Ernie to Non-Chinese speakers.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And, they, you know, they came, I had a lot of them coming in and just saying, oh, teacher, I don't have an English name. Can you give me an English name? Now, I was like, okay, sure, no problem. I'll try and learn your, your Chinese name first. But then in, that, um, in there in the classes, so I was teaching classes of like 60 students.
2: Wow.
0: Um, and there would usually be a good portion, a good 10 or 11 of them that wanted a new name. Mm -hmm. I ran out of names really quickly, (laughs) like really, really quickly The you know, the really good students, the ones that, you know, that came, but they were super keen. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you, you're called Tommy because it's my best mate's name back home. You know, (laughs) you're called Brett because it's my oldest friend's name. And I'd go through but then, like, so I've, I've used all the names. Like, I don't know any more names.
2: Cousin, what was he called again?
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's exactly that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I remember when I was in China. That was like my job as an English teacher wasn't really to teach English. Um, I remember one guy, um, Jason, his name was, <laughs> and that's how he he would he chose to be called. Um, came up to me and said. Harry, you don't need to teach grammar, you don't need to teach vocabulary, just make them confident. I was like, mm. okay, just make them confident. Um, <laughs>
2: I know where they should sign up.
0: <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. I'm just going to respond to Mal here. This worries me about moving to Spain. My humour is dry. It's hard enough to choose a name for your own child. Don't worry, in Spain, people don't want to change their names, Mal, so it's fine. Um names are fairly easy here and I'm going to be honest I I think I prefer Spanish pronunciation for most yeah. names um, yeah the uh, I think Laura and Paula I really like the sound of those names in Spanish mm. mm-hmm. but in English Laura and Paula it doesn't sound to me the same so mm.
3: That's
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah here in Spain everybody's confident with their names but yeah when I was in China and teaching Chinese students they often they often wanted to change their names so yeah um, that was two different responses ah they got mixed together oh, okay then fair enough um <laughs> I was gonna say that's confusing there Mal but ah uh, so the that uh, worries you about moving to Spain because of the humor that we mentioned earlier uh and then it's hard to choose a name for your own child very good okay I've got it now yeah. I've got it I've, 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 I've woken up and I'm alive to that one now um, <laughs> so um, Francesca here we go um, tell me I noticed on LinkedIn uh, maybe a week ago mm-hmm. Around a week ago, I'm I'm getting mixed up with days at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was Tuesday. I thought it was Tuesday today. Um, (laughs) It it isn't Tuesday today. It's actually Wednesday. We made it here. We we did. We did. But yesterday was one of my good mates' birthdays, and I never forget birthdays. But I was convinced that yesterday was Monday until he told me that today it was actually Wednesday. But anyway, yeah, never mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saw a week or so ago that you are releasing a course
2: Yes, I am. Can you tell um, me about it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's again, it's, it's just my first steps into sort of solidifying this as a, a course for students. Um, and um, it's for higher level students and it's called Confidence and Communication. Um, you know, going back over everything we kind of spoke about, that um, just a kind of it's going to be just six weeks um, and just a, a bit of a real push uh, with their English, um, giving them sort of regular challenges and um, just forcing them uh, to, to speak in English. It's very much communication. So it's speaking with listening skills as well. Um, and I'm going to have a once a week online class. And we're going to sort of, a bit like the WhatsApp challenge, we're going to have some other regular Challenges that uh, they can do in between classes. Um, it's a small group, um, at least to start with. Um, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, I think part of what I'm hoping to do is also a bit of reassurance. You know, I think I think that can really help as well. Of course, I'm pushing. Uh, well, I hope to be pushing them forward, but also just let's congratulate ourselves for a minute. If you're B2 or C1, I mean, you're you're far better than most English learners. You've done a lot of the hard work. So where is this sort of lack of confidence coming from? Um, and I guess correction can be part of that. But just, yeah, try to instill that confidence that is is so sadly lacking. Um, I think people think they're a lot worse than they actually are. So yeah, that's my course.
0: (laughs) Excellent news. Um, So I believe you're starting off with four students. Um, Am I correct? Yes, I am. Fantastic. I am. I'm I'm also releasing a course soon. Um, Mm. It's all ready to go. I'm just, I'm not ready to release it yet because I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm too busy um, (laughs) because I don't want to, you know, curse anything at all. But um, I've, I've got various plates spinning at the moment, and uh, I'm I'm looking yeah i'm looking at platforms and i'd like i'd like to give it a good a good push and a good uh, cuz i'd like to get people to to come along and it's mine will be for uh for teachers to become greener basically i mean let's let, let's try and pretend that's a surprise um <laughs> and it should go somewhere in line with the i'm currently working on a, a book um I've, I have I had half written it until somebody said, if you want to get it published, stop writing it because they'll probably change everything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop that. Yeah. So I've stopped <laughs> writing it. And, and the funny thing was that as soon as I stopped writing it um, and went to look at the book proposal, I actually completely changed my idea for how I wanted the book. Really? So wow. a lot of what I have, I could use as blog posts here and yeah. there, but it just... It became. It went from being like I don't know, it, almost an extended blog post kind of ramble with the odd little bit of thing in there, uh-huh. you know, with a, an activity here, an activity there. The shape of it changed completely. Um, so now the the course that I'll be doing will be more in line with this as well, um, yeah. and it's all about uh, creating a greener mindset in your students and planting the seeds of environmentalism and I mean, stuff yeah. like that. So.
2: Yeah, and um, I would imagine a lot of demand for that as well. I think as, as teachers, we are, you, you've prized me away from the photocopier. You know, the COVID pandemic has prized me away from the photocopier and I'll never go back. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's a, a great time to be doing something like that. And of course, it ties in with everything else that you've been doing.
0: Well, Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, as we mentioned conferences and so on and so forth, I think I'll speak about it, at a few of those that are coming up and, and drop it in there, you yeah. know, cause I, I'm getting to, you know, the, the thing that I've, I'm so happy about at the moment is speaking at these conferences. I'm not getting paid, I'm not getting paid for them because I'm going as me. So mm-hmm. I'm sponsoring myself to go to yeah. these conferences, yeah. but it is yeah. great to be able to speak as renewable English about something green at these, um, at these conferences and speak to you know like-minded people people like yourself um to to talk about the, these ideas and and really spread my message i had a i had a, a chat with a, a coach the other day
3: um
0: mm-hmm. and the coach was telling me oh you know the course costs this much and it, it, she had no issues with confidence whatsoever um <laughs> uh, she was like and yeah when you get this client when you get 5k from this and 5k from that and wow. i was like i was like <laughs> I just said to her, "I'm I'm really sorry, but I'm just I'm not I'm not motivated by money. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not something that makes me tick. You know, obviously I want enough money to live, um, but what I want to do, what I want to I want to help the planet. I want to help spread a positive Mm -hmm. message to get across to people, and you know, hopefully make a difference in in that respect. It's not I don't care if I get my first five k client. You know, it's not." Oh wow! Somebody's gonna give me five grand. yes. Yeah.
2: lately in their industry, I would say. Well, exactly.
0: That's what I was saying. I was like, you do know that I, I work in in English teaching, you know, and, you know, so you know, I was looking at building this course and what it would be. There would at first it would be synchronous, but I'd have mm-hmm. t- um, four weeks with each one with a two-hour online class in it and then the rest would be done asynchronously so um, when you've done your course I'm going to be asking you more about that
3: for some tips
0: and tricks because the thing that I've also found as well with what I'm doing is it's not just um, it's not just for ELT I found a lot of like my friends who are teachers in the UK are saying oh wow that was actually really useful for my class as well and I I used that in this class here and I was like wow, it actually is something that's, you know has a global appeal. But, yeah, for
3: sure,
0: um, for sure. But yeah, so your um, your course, when does it begin?
2: So it's going to start in November, on the 5th of November. I've got a couple of sign-ups already. So, um, and I was really pleased because speaking to them, they they had exactly the problem that I hoped to solve, you know, and that's, you know, they talk about ideal client, etc. cetera. Um, one of my new students is talking about how she's uncomfortable in English and that's the word she used and that's why she was coming to me. And she's got a fantastic level, but just, yeah, let's polish that up. Let's see, let's give you the confidence in what you know and push you into what you need to know. Um, so, yeah. I'm raring to go, and I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) And and
0: how can people find out more about this course?
2: Oh, uh, funny you ask. Well, um, yeah, I'm on uh, social media as Fraser English. That's my mother's maiden name, a very Scottish name. Um, So, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn or Fraser English at... um, Instagram and Facebook, yeah, I'm kind of trying everywhere at the moment. Um, so that that'd be great. Get in touch.
0: I know the feeling. It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like
2: but the I worst is that one already.
0: <laughs> yeah, the worst is for people like you who I follow on everywhere, and you follow me on all of the different social media,s and it's just like. You must get so bored that you're like, oh, there's Harry, uh, there he is again, uh, <laughs> there he is. You know, I try and vary a little bit, you know, particularly LinkedIn to Facebook, but my Facebook and Instagram are just, you know, a carbon copy of each other, even though one's aimed at teachers and one's aimed at students. But um, yeah, yeah, it's... fine. And
2: thanks it, for all your support on socials, by the way. It's been, it's been very supportive.
3: Thanks.
0: Well, it's something we talked about a couple of weeks back um, with Bhavna, talking about our marigolds. Um, mm. Marigolds are, well, they, when they grow in your garden, they, they encourage growth of other plants, basically. Nice. So we were talking about that, how um, social media is a place to find these marigolds, where people, like, they, they come out of the woodwork to, to kind of come and help. Um, and yes. like support and just just be there and be like hey what you're doing is really good i really like what you're doing and yeah. you know and it gives you that confidence yeah. um and it's, not to...
2: false, it's not false praise i like i wouldn't come com- i wouldn't comment on your socials falsely like it's, it comes from a genuine place do you know exactly like, we're all, well we are teachers after all we, we like helping and um connecting and it's, it's just really nice and as you said at the top of the show like I do feel like I know you I feel we have had a connection even though this is the first time we've spoken
0: it, it, it's it's so bizarre because um you know we always we've talked mentioned conferences a lot and mm-hmm. you know, that would be the place where you go and you meet somebody you know mm-hmm. oh I've met this person now and then you don't see them for another year or two years or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think the last face to face conference I went to was Fase in Madrid, um, maybe in 2019. But yeah. anyway, um, so you know, I I saw people there and I met some people there. But since then, I've met so many people. It's
2: amazing, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. insane. I've met so many people online. It's it's absolutely incredible. It's really, you know, broadened my horizons and I've learned so much. And particularly mm. within the Kind of green E L T bubble as well, um, yeah. which is expanding slowly.
3: Yeah. Um, I've
0: learned a lot, and and um, yeah, diversity. Had, I was so ignorant before. I was so ignorant before about you know lack of diversity in materials and so on mm, and so forth. Absolutely, yeah. Um, mm. I didn't think at all. Like even when I was creating my own materials, I didn't think enough about mm. these kind of things. And you know, oh, it's really? something that I've realised. Exactly. Something I've realized mm-hmm. now that when I'm creators, I, I look much more closely at the, mm-hmm. at the images. I look much more closely because how can, you know, how can we encourage confidence if people can't see themselves reflected in the materials?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you talk, we talked about um, students who, students who don't have confidence in English whatsoever, mm-hmm because, you know, they don't do this and that. But there's also people who don't have confidence in themselves because, as I say, they don't see themselves reflected anywhere. So, you know, as teachers, it's our job to, to help with that and to kind of bring that out a little bit more.
2: And to reflect the real world that we live in. And exactly. These are the people who are our family and friends and, you know. Exactly. It's good to see that gaining ground, that diversity in ELT.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's so important. I, I got into a bit of an argument with somebody recently about that. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm a very relaxed, laid back kind of guy, um, as you may or may not know. But yeah, some somebody, I, I got into something with somebody talking about, they said that, there was too much diversity on TV. And I was just like, oh, no, no, no. You did not just say that. Um, yeah, walked I...
2: walked into that
0: one, yeah. Yeah, they walked into that one. And I, you know, I, I had to grab a soapbox so I could get up on my high horse to... Um, give <laughs> me
2: two, give me two.
0: Yeah, I was just <laughs> like... Yeah, I was like, you, that's not okay. Um, so I am going to... Uh, we're going to shoot off for the, the news and adverts for a quick break. And when we come back, We're going to talk about confidence in teaching, not just in the students themselves. Um, And I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions, if that's okay.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: Don't worry. (laughs) They won't be too bad.
2: I'll feel confident. It's fine.
0: Exactly. Be confident that I won't throw in a stinker. Okay. Um, (laughs) Right then. (laughs) So we'll be back in about five minutes, everybody. Time for you to shoot off and grab yourself a glass of water or pop to the toilet if need be.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Megan Goods.
4: This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools have faced warnings this week from data privacy watchdogs following the rollout of facial recognition technology in canteens the systems were initially installed to be more covid safe allowing students to make contactless payments a spokesman for the schools implementing the new technology said the software makes payments faster and over 97% of school communities had given their consent for it to be used However, a spokeswoman for children's digital rights group, Defend Digital Me, argued that biometrics should never be used for children in educational settings. No ifs, no buts. It's not necessary. Just ban it. The focus group recommended that the least invasive option always be used where young people are concerned. Three schools across Buckinghamshire have been targeted this week by anti-vaccination campaigners. The protest groups targeted the schools with loudspeakers, flyers and QR codes which students were encouraged to scan to listen to a song warning them about the alleged dangers of the vaccine. Police were forced to attend one of the scenes to disband protesters. The county remains on red alert for potential anti-vaccine protests at their schools and have had to issue guidance to staff at schools on how to handle demonstrators. That was your latest Teachers Talk Radio News.
1: Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Deanna Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black british caribbean and african history here to teach you all the things left out of your school books make sure you subscribe to the history hotline on all good podcast platforms follow us on social media at the history hotline on instagram and at the history hl on twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes
1: do you struggle with people pleasing is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities why not inspire, challenge, and empower your team through the MAL CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the Assertive Leadership and the Emotionally Intelligent Leader courses? All MAL CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com
0: we are back into the home stretch um so before the break um we mentioned confidence in teachers yeah.
3: um
0: is it important if so why if not why not
2: um i think it is important um but I think you never quite fully get it. <laughs> I don't know if you're anything like me. Um, I don't know. I'm. I, I have. I do have a certain level of confidence. I hope I'm a good teacher. I've, I've been teaching for a long time now, 21 years. Oh my goodness. Um, but I don't know that feeling of sort of I could do better. Kind of never goes away. Um, so I guess I should practice what I preach and <laughs> sort of um, be happy with. With what I already know, uh, I don't know if you feel the same. Do you still get that kind of panic before a new class, or what am I going to um, teach some tomorrow? Or...
0: I I tell you what, um, I, I I I love teaching. I'm I'm a bit of a, a freaky for it. I'm I'm, I'm a teacher <laughs> geek. I, yeah. I there's there's no, there's nothing for me like the buzz of teaching a class. Absolutely. Now, I've been incredibly fortunate. Um, over the last few years, to be working with Pearson and BBC's live classes, yeah. which is um, basically we connect with classes across the globe. Um, so we'll have ten classes in a, a, a Zoom meeting with ten different classes across the globe. So maybe Poland, Russia, India, Brazil, yeah. Mexico, like so, all of these different places, all of these different people with you know a similar age but different um different abilities you know different areas where they're not as strong different areas and for me as as a teacher this has it, it's changed me massively as a teacher it's, it's given me such confidence Amazing. in like in myself but also just to see the these kids and it was it was great because the other day on monday yes yesterday um, we st- <laughs> you see what I did there?
2: I see what you did there.
0: There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, on Monday, we we started the new series of live classes again. Wow. And it was amazing, like the connection that we got with all the different schools. And, you know, it, it's brilliant to see, again, their confidence grow when it goes to breakout rooms. Now, yeah. they, <laughs> you know, so they, they go into the um, the breakout rooms and you see them speaking to each other. And you just kind of see this magic spark click in them. They're like, wow, I'm not learning English just to do an exam. I'm doing it because, you know, so I can communicate with other people across the world. Um, And it was brilliant. But then the next day, which was yesterday, which was obviously actually Tuesday, um, the the last class I had was like a webinar style class. So, um, Usually they're brilliant, you know. They'll all have four or five hundred students in there, and oh. we'll all be, you know, bouncing off each other, going yeah, crazy, going incredible. Crazy, yeah, the yeah. chat's going crazy. You get a padlet up there, and it's <laughs> it's full, and the Mentimeter just off the chart. <laughs> but this one, there were there were ten students, and okay. <laughs> and none of them were participating. Like literally, not one of them, yeah. and it just sucked. Everything out of me and okay. left me just feeling like just yeah. awful. Now, you know, it, as a teacher, you look at it as you look at it kind of objectively and you think, you know what, I'm, I'm getting paid the same for whatever yeah. class I do. Yeah. I'm going to the class, but like emotionally, it just doesn't, it, you don't get into this job to just be emotionally empty after a class. Oh. And yeah, oh. I felt awful after that class. And luckily, the people around me, the other trainers, were just like, you know, it happens, don't yeah, worry, you know. Itself. And I just, you know, I picked myself up.
2: I do I do think, like, teaching is, is that emotional job that you've just absolutely described there, that, you know, when you do a class well, for whatever reason, um, it can be extremely well prepared or just off the cuff with it. For whatever reason, it just goes particularly well and you're high as a kite. But the downside is that when that doesn't happen, and even after many years of teaching, you know, you still have an off day, or you know, the vibe isn't working. You do feel terrible afterwards, and I think, I think that's just part of being conscientious about our job. I mean, imagine we didn't care, and we didn't, you know, every class was the same, and it was just a way to earn money. You know, but the highs and lows and the emotional. Uh, ups and downs I guess are just part of it. I come from a family of teachers so I think you know I've grown up knowing that that's, that's just part of the, the work really because it's, it's people we're dealing with people and inevitably that is up and down and therefore my confidence at times is up and down
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that you come from a family of teachers because I also come from a family of teachers but mm-hmm. I'm the first in line of the teachers, so I became a teacher, I yeah. left left the UK, I went travelling,
3: uh-huh. and
0: then my parents, who um, were, they retired at 50, because, yeah. you know, why not, why not? Um, <laughs> they then became English teachers, so they kind oh, of looked really? at what I was doing and they were like, really? I like the idea of doing that, so they, they studied to become English teachers and, and they... So I'm the youngest in the in the family. So I left, and they. My mum was I think 48ish when I left home at well, I left home at 18, but I became a a teacher at uh, 23. Mm -hmm. And they suddenly were just like, "Wow, um, yeah, let's do that." And then they went off and they lived in Latvia. They lived in Poland. (laughs) They lived in Spain. They lived in Italy. They lived Careful, in Germany. They lived yeah. in France. Exactly, yeah. and like at the end of like, they've kind of settled now. You know, yeah. they've they've moved to Wales. They've bought a house in Wales, uh-huh. um, and now my mum, like every now and again, there's like a three month contract somewhere. So she had a three month contract in Madrid oh, not long ago, and oh, you know, a yeah. three month contract in Paris or a three month contract in Milan, and it's just like you know. Yeah. Uh Uh, mal just said yeah my parents they are pretty amazing i have to say they're they're pretty incredible now you know everyone always talks about you know okay boomer i like to refer to my parents as okay boomers you know they're actually pretty good okay they are they're really good they're 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 plant-based um they they grow all their own produce at home they've um they're they're my kind of people, I have to say. And I'll tell you what, my dad hardly ever washes his clothes, um, which <laughs> maybe isn't the best thing in the world, but, you know, it's, it's good, for very, very yeah. good for the environment.
3: Very good for the environment.
0: He doesn't like people very much either, so it kind yeah. of keeps them away. So that's yeah. always a, a good thing for him, I guess. Um, but, yeah, they've... So, yeah, I also come from a family of teachers. But, yeah, yeah that um, that aspect of... You know, you're really feeling it, really feeling your yeah. job is um is yeah. something that's uh it's inherent with the job, as you mentioned.
2: Yeah, because we care. <laughs> I think that's that's the main the main thing. Um, yeah, but I think it's also like um we both do a bit of teacher training, and I think it's really important, especially for teachers at the beginning of their career, to just realise that none of us have all the answers and and we all have to ask for help uh sometimes and um so just don't feel you have to be this perfect teacher because you never will be and um the you know just reach out for help sometimes i don't know i remember in my first year um like crying in the toilet in the break time because i just didn't have a clue what I was doing with this elementary class. Um, Yeah. But just thanks to, like, uh, my colleagues around me who, like, said, just do this, you know, and I went in and learned a lot. And I don't know. I think confidence is a huge thing in teaching. Um, uh, So, yeah. (laughs) That'll be my next course, eh?
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, And the funny thing is you mentioned there, so when I first became a teacher... I thought I knew everything, you know. As soon as yeah. I qualified, I was like, "I can do everything. I know <laughs> everything. I'm so awesome." Um, but yeah, then sort of as as time goes on, the more and more, the longer I teach, the more I realise, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." Now, yeah. I'm I'm very, again, I mentioned before, I'm very lucky with my um, with my classes. Um, I. So I'm a teacher trainer, I'm a materials writer, um, I'm a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um so my classes I kind of get to select them, which mm-hmm. is which is good. Um mm-hmm. so I've got some kids in the village who come round here um twice a week and, and we have class um with with two of them. And then um I also have some adults and some um teenagers that I have online and hybrid classes with mm-hmm. um but yeah it's with these kids classes in particular now my wife who is a photographer she used to be an English teacher uh-huh. um, and I've never seen a teacher as good as her with young learners like oh. she's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible like she doesn't like the job um mm-hmm. she's she's done with the job now she's she been a doesn't. teacher for 10 years um but just seeing her with kids it's just like I kind of go in there, kids love my classes because I'm a clown, um, but watching her teach kids is just, um, it's something else. And I just sit there thinking, I learned so much from her in those moments. And I think it's something we don't do enough of in teaching. I don't think we do enough kind of team teaching we yeah. do lots of observations, mm-hmm. which is great to sit there and take notes and write stuff down. But team teaching yeah. is just amazing. Like the what you learn from the other person, and absolutely. you know, you really bounce off each other. You know, it's absolutely incredible.
2: Or another thing that I I I did with some colleagues a while back is. That we all we were all kind of following the same syllabus. It was a fairly strict, well, not strict, but we, there was a certain thing, you know, we had to do every day. And so we all sort of sat together and kind of planned it together beforehand. I, I forget how many, maybe four teachers. We all taught it. And then afterwards, we reflected on it. So, yeah, we weren't observing other people's classes, but we could all reflect on it together. And that was really, really interesting. And everyone was just really humble and open to, you know, what went wrong and what, what could have gone better. And, oh, because we all do things slightly differently. And just any opportunity to share ideas or, as you say, team teach or, um, yeah, just talk with other teachers like we're doing today. It's uh, invaluable.
0: That kind of, it's that kind of staff room approach where it is the, the no judgment thing. You know, you go yeah. in there and, you know, I do a lot of training sessions. All of them are very practical based and they're mm-hmm. all activities that I've done in the past. Like mm-hmm. whenever I go to training, you know, there are occasionally the odd theory one that I want to sit through, but not many of them. What mm-hmm. I really want is... A bag full of ideas to take into my classroom next week, so I don't really have to plan anything. <laughs> um, and I, I, I love that, and that's the thing with oh, a lot of my stuff. Yeah, exactly. So with my sessions, I ask people to, if they use them, to come back to me with their feedback and you know how maybe you could change it, how you could adapt it, and it's just been so good to you know for me as well to then work on it and look back and think, oh wow that is a much better way of doing this, or so, oh, that is a, an, an interesting idea and, and a new approach. So,
2: absolutely, you know, or how people have adapted it to a million different con- uh, contexts, you know, like exactly here in Spain and you know, maybe in an academy. But, you know, how your, your sort of brilliant idea, but how is that teased out in different uh, scenarios? Um, I, I
0: love seeing how they change. Um, yeah. One of them, in fact, I, I was watching Charlie's Lessons. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Charlie's Lessons. Oh, I, I was, do
2: follow him. He's fabulous.
0: It's really, really good. Um, and I was watching one of his videos. Well, I've seen them all because um, I'm I'm a bit of a fanboy. Fan but I was watching baby. one of them, and uh, and it was about his speaking activities. It was ten speaking activities, and one of them I saw, and I was like, I recognize that, but he'd kind <laughs> of adapted it, you know, and he'd changed it around a bit. It's the hmm. why is there a monkey in your bag one. Um and he adapted it and changed it round, which was nice. Um and then the next one he said, and I got this idea from Harry Waters and it was at a training session, and I was just like, Oh wow. Like, yeah. you know, but so I'd seen the one before that he'd adapted, and then I saw the one that, you know, I'd kind of done. And that was that was eight years ago I did that session. And yeah. he's he's still using it, and yeah. just amazing for me to say that certainly helped my confidence. Um
2: <laughs> that, that has that has been um during the pandemic, you know, not being in staff rooms anymore, like I've, I've, certainly felt the lack of, you know, bouncing ideas off your your colleagues or helping them or moaning to them, and I feel, yeah, we're kind of missing that. But as you say, the online sphere has really opened up a lot of relationships for a lot. Of so... It,
0: it really has. It's been, it's been magical in, you know, in, in many respects. Mm-hmm. And, and now I want to learn even more about you. Oh, okay. So I've got a quick fire quiz. Some of it is teaching related. Some of it is not. Um, so really... first of all, what was your favourite subject at school?
2: Well, actually, my degree is in physics. So my favourite subject at school was physics. And then I went on to study at university, and then completely abandoned it after I graduated.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I studied politics, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's something that I'm actually, I I think is something that we don't teach enough of at school. Yeah. I think we really, really need to encourage our students to become more politically active. Yeah. You know, we we talk about oh this needs to change, that needs to change. Well, kids hate politics um, and, yeah. you know, we can get kids involved in politics now with, you know, the, the youth environmental movement. It's a really easy stepping stone to politics. So anyway, that, that, I've only given you one question. You've already sent me off in another direction. What am I to do? OK, it's not your fault. It's definitely my own fault. I apologise. Um, what did you want to be when you were growing up?
2: Um. Lots of different things. Um I think I wanted to be an astronaut, I wanted to be a dancer, I definitely wanted to be Wonder Woman. Um you might have seen that photo on my <laughs> on my mm-hmm. socials recently. Um yeah. And I definitely didn't want to be a teacher because my mum and dad were teachers and it looked like really hard work. Um but here we go, here I am.
0: <laughs> you made it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. That looks like hard and rewarding work. Oh. <laughs>
2: I'll do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, brilliant, sign me up. Um, next question, where is your happy place?
2: Oh, I think I'm very lucky. So I've got an Italian name, but as you know, I'm Scottish. Um, so I think I've got various happy places. If we think of real like physical places. I feel at home in Madrid. I feel at home in Glasgow. And I also feel at home in my grandfather's village in Italy. So I'm very, very lucky.
0: <laughs> you have many happy places. Many yeah. happy places. Yeah. Mine's wherever I can do yoga for half an hour, and then oh, I'm happy, okay. um, which I noticed the other day at yoga. Um, that So the the first couple of days, I went back to being in the kind of, in the, the, the yoga place yeah, i've yeah. been doing it from home yeah i've been doing it from home for eight for, for years now um, but i went in there and i noticed i counted that there were eight planes flew over in the hour and a half i was there really? um, but wow. but but when i went back the second time i only noticed two of them so i'm guessing I'm doing better because they won't have cha- the number of planes won't have changed. It will only have increased. I just, I was just, I was in my moment rather than in, that. In, um, your, in your
2: zone, yeah. Well, exactly. To respond to what you've just said, I, I also love dancing, any type of dancing. There um, you go. And I used to run Scottish dance events in Madrid, so I'm hoping to get back to that in the new year. That's my side hustle. Um, excellent yeah. so if you're ever in madrid come
0: and join us <laughs> i love dancing as well i'm an awful dancer um terrible <laughs> terrible dancer which is um obviously amplified by the fact my wife is also a flamenco dancer you know right. she has many she has many skills um she's right. one of those yeah she's one of those annoying people that's really good at everything like mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. really good at everything yeah <laughs> so unfair um it's like what can i i must be better at one thing at least apparently i'm better with computers um according to my daughter um there you go (laughs) what is um well i was going to ask you your hidden talent but i don't think it's very hidden because it's dancing is one of them i imagine yeah that's
2: it i don't think there's anything else well
0: there there might be more um what is your
2: i'm very good at smiling at dogs is that a talent
0: I, I, I think it can't not be a talent. I mean, who? You
2: know, I've practiced yeah. for many years and I'm now amazing at yeah.
0: it. It's a skill now rather than a talent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: um,
0: next, next question. What was your first job?
2: My first job, um, my very first job was I was working uh, when I was 14, 15. I worked uh, with my aunt and uncle in their um, card and gift shop um that was my wee saturday job and i felt all grown up earning money for the first time
0: oh and... uh, yeah being able to buy your own sweets which yeah. then became cider um...
4: <laughs> were you there <laughs> yeah.
0: i think i might have been i was just in the north i was working in pizza hut but you know it was uh, i think i was definitely in the same mindset <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: what was your first ever concert
2: my first ever concert um, was probably, um, well, the first one I can really remember was Tea in the Park, the very, very first Tea in the Park, which is a Scottish music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my favourite band at the time, and maybe now, were Crowded House, who came all the way from New Zealand, I think I'm getting that right, yep. to my hometown of Hamilton, Scotland. So oh,
0: well, home of academy. the Academicals.
2: Yes, home of the academicals, um, who did not sing at the festival, but um, good. So yeah, I just walked down the road to see my favourite band in the world. So that that's was pretty amazing. cool.
0: Yeah. Did they bring the weather with them?
2: I I don't remember it pissing down, so I think yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, very good. Um, what is your most used emoji? My
2: um, I think the the. Face with the hearts for eyes.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the one. I think that's yep. probably up there on mine. I think my, my most used one, however, is face palm. Think, yep. Yep. But how, the, the first on my list of most used is face palm. The second one is hearts for eyes. So, oh, well, yes. um,
2: We're on the same page, more or less.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, next one. If you could change your name, what would you change it to?
2: I'm really quite lucky that I like my name quite a lot, um, Francesca, So, um, I've, but I've always liked the name Alessandra as well, so something Italian, yeah.
0: Very good. What about you? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I used to like, because my middle name is, is Alexander, mm-hmm. I used to like the idea of being called Alexander instead of Harry, but mm-hmm. um, it makes life a lot easier now in Spain when people say, you know, what's your name? I'm like... Harry, como Harry Potter. Of
2: course, of course.
0: Because otherwise, you know, they think I'm heavy or something like that. Yes. Um, yes. Next question. What are you reading right now? Not right now, because if you're reading right now, I'd be quite offended. Yeah, I'm
2: halfway through a book right now. No, um, I have started uh, well i'm just about to start a book by mark watson the comedian um mm-hmm. and it's called contacts but i actually don't know anything about it because i haven't started it but um that's on the list for today i got it, it arrived yesterday
0: okay excellent it's not one of those i'm gonna read it today that you got three weeks ago that you were gonna start today three weeks ago as well and not one <laughs> one of those. One. no not um, if you had to eat one meal forever, what would it be? Pasta. He says using the second, second conditional.
2: If I had to eat one meal forever, it would be pasta. I mean, <laughs> I practically eat it every day as it is. No, not exactly. But yeah, obviously coming from an Italian background, uh, pasta has always been big in my life. And you can do a lot with pasta. So that's what I would say.
0: There you go. Um I think that's a bit of a cheat there, but i'll let you I'll let you get away with it as you're the guest thank you just very much. Yeah, because you can do so much with pasta. there's also so many different pastas it's like exactly. yeah i'll let you I'll, I'll let you be, have it
2: I'll be here the rest of my life yeah.
0: <laughs> Next question, who would play you in a movie?
2: No, I have a theory about this um that we all have a good look alike and a bad look alike um so I'll tell you my story i am um, i've I was someone once uh, told me I looked like Salma Hayek, um, and that's amazing. I mean, she's really attractive and everything. Um, so I'll take that. But someone also told me I looked like uh, Reno Gatuso, who was a, oh, a wow. football player, um, yeah. a, a male football player uh, at Glasgow Rangers. So, you know, one of those two. I would totally maybe. <laughs> Salma Hayek would take the job. So <laughs> you can't take the good
0: without the bad so I guess I'll take both of them. It's true but Gatuzo so is also a massive chauvinist pig as well so let's let's get him out the door. Let's yes, call Salma. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Salma Hayek a get, call now. Get Salma on. The, on,
2: get her on the line. <laughs>
0: I'll send I'll send her a WhatsApp with heart emojis for eyes and see yeah, what she says to that. I'm
2: sure she'll do it.
0: <laughs> um, and now I've got one more question for you. And that is, who was your favorite teacher?
2: Oh, wow. That's easy, actually. Um, Mr. Kavanaugh. So, Mr. Kavanaugh was my primary three teacher, and he was just wonderful. And he, I remember at the time anyway, I felt he treated me like an adult, and I I felt like we had a equal relationship. So I gave him a book that I thought he might enjoy, and he gave me a book that he thought I might enjoy. Um, and, yeah, he was just an absolutely amazing uh, teacher. Um, so, yeah, it really stays with you for life, doesn't it?
0: It has such a massive impact, like your favourite teacher. I I can remember like all my favourite teachers from school. Um, I can remember moments with them in class, like... Yeah. You know, you don't remember those moments in class where they sat down and they taught you how to do a quadratic equation. They're not oh. the things that you remember from school. Oh. They're not the, the loving memories you, you get from That's school. True. You remember the time when Miss Kennedy tried to hypnotise you, um, failed on you, but actually succeeded with your best mate. And it was hilarious <laughs> because, you know, she had him clucking like a chicken, which was probably <laughs> really unethical, but... um, <laughs> It was also hilarious, so it didn't really matter. Um, That's and a no-
2: other spin-off podcast you've got
0: there. I, I think so. And nobody had mobile phones then, so they couldn't record it either. So, well, we Absolutely. had mobile phones, but the Nokia fifty-one ten, while it had snake, it didn't have video recording capability. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, but yeah, I also remember like back to Miss Darby at lower school, and again, it was that it was the way in which she treated me. Um, mm-hmm. It really it really did build my confidence you know that yeah. it was the you know Harry you can do it, Harry you know what do you yeah. want to do well you can do that you can do that it was just yeah. amazing yeah. to have um
2: a bit of reassurance
0: yeah exactly that was amazing to have um and you've been amazing to have i I have to say it's been lovely meeting you getting to know you a bit at the end there yeah, um the definitely. next time I'm up in Madrid I think I'm going to be up in Madrid for the Puente de Concepción which ah. is the 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 public holiday in december Brilliant. um when hug. my yeah my daughter will be off school then i mean being mm-hmm. a freelancer i i get to choose my holiday so hopefully i'll be able to actually have one um yeah, and yeah i'll give you a shout that'd and we can we can hang oh, out
2: that'd be great thank you very very much for inviting me on it's also been fabulous getting to know you a bit more and i hope we can speak again soon
0: I hope so too. Thanks everyone for listening, and I'll speak to you next week with our COP26, pre COP26 special. So join us next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see you there. Bye bye. You've been listening
1: to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at
3: ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time.